I'm Stacy Gross, and this is Two Moms Day Drinking. I'm going to keep this episode quick and dirty because I want to talk about parental burnout, and it's not a fun topic. And generally, I try to have a lot of fun. Like, I try to make light, and I try to be as bright about the ugly truths of parenting as I can. But I think we need to talk about parental burnout because in on June 23rd, the New York Times published a story called um, What Does Parental Burnout Feel Like? And so back in April, another story had been published. And so this, this one from June is following up on that. And it's becoming a really popular topic. I can see it growing and becoming trendy. People are talking about parental burnout all of a sudden because we are in the midst of a pandemic and parents who have never had to deal with their kids on a pretty regular basis. There are a lot of dads who are not working when that has been the system in their homes for a long time. So they get to wake up in the morning and go talk to other adults and maybe they don't really enjoy their job so much, but they definitely are getting a extended break where they get to feel at least hopefully a little bit um, accomplished at the end of the day. They did something with their day and 90% of it involved talking to other adults, which is a luxury when you're a stay at home parent, which a lot of people are finding out. And it's not just dads. There are moms too. There are a lot of parents right now saying, holy shit, I feel burned out and I'm struggling to have sympathy because I had my kids in May of 2012. By June of 2012, I was trying to tell people that I felt parental burnout and there was just no acceptance whatsoever. There was a lot of talk about bootstrapping. There was a lot of talk about toughen up. There was a lot of talk about all kinds of things that basically boiled down to a character flaw in me because I was struggling as a parent. I was feeling burned out. The difference between burnout at that stage and postpartum depression, which is almost more acceptable, but still not really. I think a lot of people still have a lot of judgments, even subconsciously about postpartum depression, because at least in this country, in the United States, we have a serious problem with accepting mental health as legitimate. And it's, it's not sustainable because now all these parents are realizing that burnout is a real thing. So now I think we need to have a real conversation about parental burnout. Let's start talking for real about it. So all the moms who were in the position that I was in, um, completely burned out, not sleeping, barely getting a rest, two brand new newborns, no baby experience whatsoever, basically doing it alone for the majority of every single day. Um, I, I'm not sure how I was functional and I tried really hard to reach out to people and I continued to get the same answer. And even from professionals, it maybe wasn't the answer. They tried to make it prettier, but really it was just a lot of life isn't fair. And I don't know what to tell you. And to a certain extent, that's fine. Um, I think every adult needs to decide that they're going to be an adult. And, you know, Cody said this in his episode, I think he might've been episode nine, Cody Elms. Um, 
I'll put a link to that episode, but Cody kind of touched on this in his episode and there's this expectation and to a certain point, I am 100% on board with it, that when you find out that you are going to have a child and if you decide that you are going to go through with having that child, you take on a responsibility and you no longer get to bitch. And that's true to a point, but every parent is different and maybe another mom would have been able to handle two kids Uh, two brand new newborns with no baby experience on her own. I'm really happy for that mom. She's amazing. I wasn't that mom, but I felt like I had to be. There are consequences to parental burnout and burnout is not just, I'm having a bad day as a mom or a dad, or I'm having a bad week or I'm having a bad year. It's, it's, it goes beyond that. It's not about longevity It's about depth. So burnout is more than just exhaustion. It is exhaustion with your role as a parent, disillusionment with your role as a parent, jadedness, um, and resentment. It's to the point where even thinking about yourself as a parent, you can't even tolerate it because the role itself is so distasteful. That's a horrible way to feel. Parents who experience burnout experience significantly increased risk of suicidal ideation and escape ideation. Escape ideation, that's what happens when you see the mom on the Today Show who has been missing and her family has been mourning her for months and months, and then they find her on a beach in Mexico hiding. Do you, that kind of damage to the mother to the point where she would run away like that. I can't help but think, and I guess, I guess I've always been a sucker for an underdog and maybe it's because I've always kind of felt like one in a lot of different domains in a lot of different contexts. Um, I have a lot of sympathy for that mom because I feel like That mom either tried to reach out so many times and explain what burnout felt like before the New York Times felt the need. Now that privileged parents are home with their kids forced to experience what some moms have been saying for decades. Now these parents are having to experience it for themselves and the New York Times is writing articles. Um, Research into this topic is not as old as I would like it to be. I went through Google Scholar and just looked up some um, reputable resources on parental burnout. And I'm seeing, I mean, there was research being done on burnout in the 70s, but everybody kind of forgot about it. It had to do with employment, your job, burnout at your job, where you just feel undervalued or unvalued completely. Um, You have no joy in what you're doing. It's literally like an existential cesspool. You can't even stand the thought of having to go in in the morning. That's what some parents feel like. And I'm really glad that the New York Times is writing about it now. That's fabulous. That's wonderful. But I think we need to recognize that this has been going on for a long time. And parents, I think, overwhelmingly have probably been trying to reach out about this and explain this to people but people can't hear it because the social expectation is that parenting in some way, both 
yes, it taxes you, but it also fulfills you. And if you're not feeling that fulfillment, then you're selfish or there's a character flaw. And I don't think that's the case. I think what people are finally learning is that we are born with certain temperaments. Our personalities form over time across a variety of experiences But the foundation of our personalities is our temperaments and certain people do not have the temperament to certain people need frequent breaks every day. Emily Eggleston said that she said those words in episode one, and then she followed it up with the words. Now I can't get it every day. I feel like that's a problem and maybe it's not a problem for Emily. So I'm not saying that it's a problem for Emily, but I'm saying that some moms can't, they need it every day, but they can't get it every day and they're not going to be able to continue functioning. I'm not going to put a Shetland pony behind a buggy meant to carry seven people and expect the pony to be able to carry it. And the size, I mean, it's just a metaphor, but like, it's not a value statement. It's just that One mom can, and maybe another mom can't, and that has to be okay. Parental burnout has consequences for the parents and for the kids. So for the parents, the consequences are escape and suicidal ideation. That's dangerous in and of itself. This is well known. This is well researched. Um, The ACEs study is just off the top of my head. That would be the first one I would reference. The ACEs study basically looked into several different factors that a child might encounter um, in terms of his relationship with his parents and his parents' relationship with him that could cause um, that child to grow up to have varying risks increasing with the number of these variables, these ACEs. They're called adverse childhood experiences. If you have a parent who has a mental illness, if you have a parent who has an addiction or has been to jail. If you have a parent who, um, does not, who fails to attach to you and allow you to attach to them. Um, if in any way your attachment to your parent is interrupted, the more ways in which that happens to you as a child, the more ways you, the more risk you carry as an adult to have serious psychological problems. That's what it boils down to. So I said there were consequences for parents. And I think even if you don't have any sympathy for the parents, if you're one of those people who's just hardcore, okay, these parents need to just buck up and accept their responsibilities. They need to just stop being selfish. Okay. Okay. What if they can't? I mean, whose responsibility is that ultimately? And that's a, you know, burning social question that I think will always rage. But in my head, To me personally, we all bear a little bit of responsibility. If we can see a parent who is struggling and experiencing burnout and not doing some small thing to try to provide the balance that's required to counteract or to reverse burnout, because burnout can be fixed. It has these serious consequences. And for children, the consequences are abuse and neglect. And I know a lot of people who would argue that, well, it's not my child. It's not my problem to bring it down to a more microcosmic level. 
I, maybe you're familiar with property taxes in most communities in the United States, people pay taxes on the property that they own. Part of those taxes include taxes that go to pay for public school so that all of the children in that same community can get a basic, basic education or the opportunity to be educated in a basic way. A lot of people have a lot of really strong negative feelings about having to pay that tax because well, I don't have a kid in school. Why does it matter to me if the school gets their tax money? I don't care if kids are educated. Really? Because these kids who go uneducated, okay, cool. Let's stop paying school taxes. Awesome. That would save me a ton of money every year. You know what's going to cost me in the long run though? The kids who go without a basic education are kids who are going to inherit the community that I'm going to grow old in. So it does matter to me if these kids are educated. And now let's extrapolate back to the point. It does matter to me if parents are experiencing burnout to the point that they're abusing and neglecting their children. And these children are going to be the kids who grow up to inherit the community that I grow old in. Abuse and neglect has a, a very well-established set of consequences that a lot of politicians spend a lot of time and a lot of money talking a bunch of bullshit about. Recidivism, addiction, criminality, uh, domestic violence, all the expensive ones, all the expensive social programs that always, always, always get cut when it's time to tighten up a little bit. Um, these are the expensive problems that your local community leaders are saying that they're trying to fix. Um, but the problem is not with the jail system and the problem is not with the school system. The problem is with the fact that there are a lot of parents who are unable to parent effectively because they are burned out. So I'm really glad that the New York Times is investigating now what it feels like to have burnout. But I think there's a much easier way and everybody can do it. And all you have to do is just not be a dick. You can let moms have a bad day in the store and not be a dick. You cannot give a nasty look and you cannot give an exasperated sigh and you can just not be a dick. That would, that's a minor, minor thing. That's not going to make a huge difference, but it's going to make enough of a difference that these moms can then maybe start to feel a little bit braver. And then you can take it one step further and you can see a mom having a bad day and she turns around to you in the supermarket and she's like, ah, you can just, you can just stop your mouth before you say the words, enjoy it now. You'll miss it when it's over. That is not helpful. Burned out moms don't need to hear that because you know what? They already think it in their own heads all day long. And then they get more burned out. This is such an easy problem to fix. This is what I mean when I say I don't understand a lot of society because I just don't understand why it's so hard for us to listen to each other. Why does it take a pandemic for privileged parents to start wondering why parents who don't have the, the opportunities that they have to indulge themselves are so stressed out? I don't know. Maybe I'm a crazy person. Parental burnout is so, so serious. It's serious 
for the children whose parents are burned out. And those kids are going to be the kids who are going to inherit whatever community you grow old in. Just keep that in mind. And when you can be helpful to a mom, maybe you don't feel like she needs the afternoon to run to the grocery store by herself. Maybe she does. And if she gets that, that increases the likelihood that she is not going to snap on her kids later on. And the longer it goes on, the longer a parent goes on being burned out, the worse the outcome. It's, it's such a horrible, horrible, horrible thing to feel too, because I have felt parental burnout. I don't feel it right now. I feel pretty good right now. I feel exhausted. I definitely will admit that I feel exhausted, but I still have hope. And I guess I want to let every parent out there who has gone a little bit below that point and gotten to the point where they're not so hopeful. If you don't have anybody who's going to listen to you or just allow you to externalize that feeling, then you know what? You need to start writing or coloring or doing whatever it is that you can do to express that because now the New York Times is asking about it. So now more people are going to listen. And eventually, I sincerely hope that either you will find someone that you can vent to or you will find a creative outlet that you can maybe turn into something that helps other people. I don't know. You don't have to be a good writer to just write what you're feeling down. Start there and then start writing stories and then start telling the stories and people will start listening. There's not going to be a lot of them at first, but I think that we have finally reached a point where we can start having a serious conversation about parental burnout because now privileged parents are experiencing it. And I don't mean that to sound as bitchy as it does because privilege doesn't need to be financial. Privilege as a parent to be privileged would be to be able to engage in self-care without guilt. If you're able to engage in self-care without guilt, you are a privileged parent. So enjoy the hell out of it. But maybe use just a little bit of your free time, a little bit of that time that you have. Give a, a an eighth of it to another mom who doesn't have it and you make a difference. And I don't want to keep going on and on about the pandemic thing, but God damn it, there has to be something that comes out of it. And frankly, I don't I don't want to see a lot of things go back to the way they were. If the New York Times is asking what parental burnout feels like because of a pandemic, then let's not let that conversation die when things start to go back to normal and then a little more normal and a little more normal. Let's continue to demand that we ask the question. If it was important to ask enough right now, then it's going to be important enough to ask and discuss later on when these parents' kids go back to school or whatever, however things work out. But I have a feeling that a lot of parents are going to go back to pretty, pretty close to normal, even if it's within another year. And the interest in this topic is going to die. And I don't want to see that happen because those of us who don't get to go back to that, those of us for whom this is a normal thing, this struggle, um, we're still going to be in it. And I think if you're one of those parents, start talking about it and start demanding to talk about it and have a serious conversation and be taken seriously because it is serious. It's serious stuff. 
parental burnout is no joke and it's not selfish. It's a natural consequence of you don't water a plant. God damn it. The plant's going to die. And I think we all have a responsibility to one another. I may not have planted the plant, but you know what? Like I can see it needs water. I'm going to give that mommy afternoon. You go buy. God damn it. I'm not done. Here's a couple bucks. Get yourself a candy bar at the end of the line and don't share it with your kids. is I will be interviewing my first guest since I was no longer able to interview guests and I'll be doing it tomorrow. Um, so I should have a new episode out for you by Friday, August 21st. And one of the things that you learn as you're learning about podcasting or learning about any sort of uh, creative endeavor that involves, you know, internet distribution whether it's blogging, writing, audio work, video work, whatever, you always got to have that little call to action at the end. And normally it takes the form of hit the like and subscribe button or follow me on Twitter. Fuck all that. Here's what you need to do this week. If you're listening and you've listened through 21 minutes of me just ranting about be nice to moms, then go be nice to a mom. It doesn't matter. Like, you can see a mom frazzled, frustrated, her kids are screaming, and she's just trying to pick up some toilet paper. Hold the door open for her. Give her a smile instead of a ugh. Just do some nice thing for one mom that you can tell is having a shit day. That's it. That's all I want from you this week. This two weeks. All right. I'm Stacey Gross, and this has been Two Moms Day Drinking. The music for this podcast was written and produced by my father, Bob Gross, on his goddamn electric ukulele.